0: of mine. What's up, what's up, welcome back my fellow spooky folks, I'm your host Troy Ryan and this is Man of Horror, my horror pod where I talk all things scary. Now, today I wanted to introduce another new segment to the show, that segment is going to be the throwback thriller. So, with that being said, today is a Stephen King centric episode, I'm going to share my top 5 Stephen King films and then I'm going to review and rate the Stephen King adapted film, The Mist. That's the throwback thriller for this week. I love The miss; It's like one of my favorites. Um, I love Stephen King too, obviously. So this is going to be a good time. So let's go ahead and dive right in. I'll kill you all. I'm every nightmare you ever had. I am your worst dream come true. I'm everything you ever were afraid of. All right. So in fifth place, we have Gerald's Game. Um, This one is on Netflix and... God, it is so fucking good. Like, I remember when I first watched it, the opening, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so, it lays the groundwork for the film so well. And it, like, instantly hooked me. I immediately wanted to see more and I wanted to know where this was going. So, real quick, spoiler alert, the film is about a couple who go on, you know, go on vacation to a cabin in the middle of nowhere because, of course, and, you know, they go for a weekend to basically spice up their marriage. The woman ends up handcuffed to a bed because they're like, you know, trying to do a little bit of role play. And the guy takes some Viagra. The woman is a bit uncomfortable. So, you know, they start to it, it kind of leads to an argument, basically, all while she's still handcuffed. So they're like arguing and she's like handcuffed to the bed like, hey, OK, well, let's just maybe. And the guy has a heart attack and dies. And that's kind of like how the film starts. <laughs> so that should give you an idea of how wild this movie is and the, the journey of it. Um. And the things that start to kind of take place are, it, it's wild. Like, honestly, I'll say this movie keeps you on your toes. And what I love about it is, like, the psychological implications. It's, like, ultimately the woman starts to have hallucinations and stuff. And I'll i will leave it there. Definitely a great watch. Um, this on Netflix. Um, Carla Gugino. I always, I feel like I'm not saying that last name right, but whatever. She is, um the main you know the star of the film so it's 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 an amazing watch definitely do yourself a favor and give it a watch if you're a stephen king fan you should know about it and have seen this film or even read the book but if you haven't shame in fourth place the shining a classic horror film if i've ever fucking seen one like it's it's so funny to think that upon like the original release stephen king wasn't fucking with this film it like took him a while to open up to it. And I guess maybe I could understand if I wrote the book and I maybe had, a you know, a different vision for a lot of the way things are executed. But ultimately, it's fucking Stanley Kubrick. Like, come on. Like, you know, like, come on. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's um, it just has a lot of amazing, iconic imagery right like from the blood in the elevator to the weirdo twins in the hallway that hears johnny through the door the maze at the end just almost like the whole entire movie visually is a masterpiece and i think what i love the most is how things are happening like consistently throughout the movie and yet somehow it still feels like a slow burn right like like i think like and and shout out to the sequel dr sleep um but like when I watch this by the climax, I've always immediately felt the need to kind of go back and like rewatch, see if I missed anything. Like it's amazing. Um definitely if you're a horror fan or a Stephen King fan, you have, have should have seen it. Um but if you haven't, shame. Alright, so next up in third place, we have another classic, Carrie. Um, I feel like this movie is every kid who's been picked on's dream, right? Like, you get picked on, bullied, tormented, and then one day you discover that you have this amazing ability, and you end up using it on the assholes who bullied, tormented, and, you know, picked on you. <laughs> um, it is crazy because I never looked at Carrie as the villain or the killer, you know? I always looked at her as the victim and the asshole kids as the villain. And it makes sense, you know, to again look at her as the killer or whatever, you know, considering what she does, I guess. <laughs> and you know, just even the final images, like that whole classic shot of her walking around with the bloodstained dress and the crazy-looking ass, wide eyes, like it, it, it's she's she's totally the killer in those moments, but fuck those kids man because it's like all their fault like carrie just wanted to go to the dance and have a good time and just assholes man i hate bullies and honestly for me i love when bullies get their their just desserts in horror movies so they deserve whatever the fuck they get (laughs) um shout out to Sissy Spacek too because her representation is genuinely iconic. Like I don't think anyone else could have done that movie. Like, I, not no one. She, certain roles, some people are born to play, and Sissy Spacek was born to play Carrie. Um, this one is so fucking classic that if you haven't seen it, then I'm not even going to give you the shame bell. You just don't want like to be a bad person. <laughs> um, in second place, the film that I'm reviewing today, The Mist. Um i won't say too much you know because i'm reviewing the film as well but i have to say (sighs) stephen king put his whole ass in this fucking book like whole ass foot arm like he put everything into this book and the film is just as fucking good like it's the whole idea of like human nature right like there's this crazy, mysterious forest outside, but what's even scarier is human behavior. It's just it's just written so fucking smartly. And again, you know, I'm a huge King fan. So to think that the idea came to him, and that's just how writing is, because that's where I get ideas from myself sometimes. Um, but, you know, he got the idea from being in a grocery store after a storm. And then, like he said, he like, uh, from that mistake in the like he mentioned that he had just kind of saw, there's like a scene where there's like these mini pterodactyl bird things and um they you know fly around the store in the movie and, and he had kind of his head saw that scene and you know it went from there <clears throat> and i just think that's so fucking dope man and, and it's true you know the the whole thing with human nature it's true when you scare people enough um they turn into monsters And why I think I love The Mist is because of the almost feeling of complete hopelessness. Actually, that's exactly what it is. Because there's monsters outside and there's monsters inside. So there's nowhere safe. And that feeling is just prevalent as fuck throughout the whole, like, from start to finish, you know? Um... Yeah, it's just like a a genuine feeling of hopelessness i watched this movie like maybe a million times I can still watch it Um, It just feel totally the same I'll leave it there Because I'm reviewing the film as well And so lastly In first place Number one All fucking time Favorite Stephen King movie You should have known this was coming It ugh, (laughs) it's a fucking classic, like, I love every adaptation, you know, the book, the 90s TV show, um, or 90s TV movie, and the late 2000s teens version, you know, like, all of it, like, there's even, um, recently there's been, like, talk that there's a TV show adaptation that's coming that's gonna be about the city of Derry itself, and I am so fucking here for it, because Derry is just a wild-ass town anyway, like, even with everything that we have seen, it's worse than that to think like in the books, like the books are, are... <sighs> yeah, the it books are something else, but the films and everything, re- like the adaptations represented so fucking well. And like Pennywise the clown literally made me piss on myself when I was a kid, like not even kidding. I remember seeing the first one and like, I'm certain I peed on my, I peed on myself that night and I'm pretty sure I did a f- like, for almost two weeks straight (laughs) like and it's just like um with this one it's it's a very similar feeling of hopelessness like you know like from the mist you know the thing is again you know you mentioned Derry. Derry is a fucked up town you know um the kids are having trouble at home. They live in a fucked up town. There's bullies at school. And then there's this demon thing that's trying to kill you. And then they're not regular bullies. These motherfuckers are cutting kids. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like that old like 50s greasers kind of shit. Like, I don't even know if that was real or not, but that's fucked up. Um, but it's just added to the deeper feeling of hopelessness. Like, like, like really just dread. It is a dreadful fucking movie. And again, nowhere safe. And I think what I liked about it is in a sense is representation of life because life can feel like that sometimes and nowhere's safe and everything's just fucking dreadful. And what the characters in this have to do as children and as adults is remember who they are and and well, or learn who they are rather and fight it and deal with their fears. You know, so it's just like that that's that's life. You know, you have to deal with those things sometimes and you have to get past the quote unquote Pennywise. And to do that, you have to go into yourself and fight your fears. God damn it. Stephen King fucking amazing writer. Shit. Um, (laughs) If you haven't seen any of the adaptations, you totally deserve the bell. Shame. we'll tear your soul apart all right so that was my top five stephen king films um now let's go ahead and get into this movie review for the throwback thriller the mist um like i said before i fucking love this goddamn movie it's so good um i have to start by saying you know of course, Stephen King is a fucking treasure, like that's just it. you know um, he's a huge inspiration for me personally as a writer and as a um aspiring curator of horror <laughs> um and it's just like what I love about Stephen King's work is that he he lays. A groundwork really well, if it makes sense, right? Like, within the first ten to twenty minutes of his movies or books and things like that, even no matter the length, you know what the fuck. Oh, okay, so this is what the fuck this is about. Like, you know, it's not like, and, and even even when there's twist and mystery, we still. I feel like he respects his audience enough to give us the gist and then take us on a journey um, and so okay so and just to dive into this one um, one of my favorite things is the imagery um, the visual representation of some of these like other worldly other dimension beings is just pure fucking terror right like um the thing at the the giant fucking thing like i don't even know what to call it it's like a fucking <laughs> like a white space buffalo with 40 legs like i don't it, I, that that shit that image if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about it's just towards the end it's just it's burned in my mind when i think about the mist um but to 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 take away from that really quick and just start at the beginning of the movie, the whole opening scene. You know, like how I said, Stephen King. You know, he introduces things really well. Um, the opening scene is done so good at the grocery store. You know, we get the fact that there's a storm. We understand that these two neighbors don't really like each other, but they need help to get to the store. You know, and I love when shit hits the fan. And, you know, the man is just, like, running into the store. Something in the mist! Like, just, like, screaming. Like, it's just, like, this perfect, like... Like, the tone of it, the timing of it. It just... It was terrifying, you know? Um, And... I love... Another thing that this movie does really well is... It represents close-minded, like... The whole point of it is just, you know, human nature. So um it represents close-minded characters really well in the beginning of the movie. Like I was so fucking annoyed by most of the people in like the first By by the end, I'm still pretty annoyed with most of the people because of them following the crazy religious bitch. But (laughs) um, in the beginning, I was annoyed for the whole non-believer thing. Like, that's one of my biggest pet peeves in films and movies is a character who just doesn't believe or is so fucking closed-minded. And and in real life, I don't like that either. Um, And it's like, because who the fuck are you to be like, oh, no, this thing doesn't exist. This thing can't be real. Um, Who are you? Like, genuinely, who are you to say that? Um, and I feel like every everything that happened to them in that back storage room, like that kid who got fucking pulled out the goddamn store by those fucking giant tentacles, deserved it because he was a dick too. He was like, Yeah, you guys are fucking pussies. There's nothing back here. Yeah, all right. And when that shit dragged his ass, I was like, Yes, hell yeah. I clapped because it was like, That's what the fuck you get. And the old fucking hillbilly guy was like, Well, uh, uh, you should have said what you meant. I, I didn't know what you meant. It's like, mother fuck. When he punched him, I was so happy. Because he was like, what do you mean say what I meant? I said what I meant. I heard something outside. But that's that's fucking all you needed to know are here. <laughs> oh, God. Um. It's just, it just represents human nature really accurately from like all facets from even like, you know, the super naive because it's like the woman who's like, no, people are going to go crazy and start following, you know, the religious lady. She's like preaching and, and and people are talking to the side like, yeah, we might need to get the fuck out of here because she's going to turn these people. And that's true. When people are afraid of things like that, they look to something to, I guess, guide them in a sense. Right. And. That that's how that's how you end up with cult leaders and cults. You know what I'm saying? People some people just genuinely need direction at some points. And if they're vulnerable enough, bam, there you go. And so it's like the one lady, she's super fucking naive. No, oh my god, no. Humans are basically good. We would never that's crazy. Next day. Little next fucking day. <laughs> um And I have to say too, I do love because I'm I'm personally working on a script that involves religion. Um, I love religion related horror because religion to me is like mythology, you know. Um I'm I'm a I'm a myth buff, you know. Um or a mythology buff more so, I guess. That sounds like that's so weird to say altogether. Mythology buff. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, and some stories there's like gaps sometimes. And so I like try to fill them in myself. And so I think that's just kind of like what you do when you're writing religious horror. And I like, I like what this was attempting, like, like what the lady was saying. And that's the, that's, that's the thing about it because they didn't understand what was going on. They didn't know. So it was like, it wasn't just that people needed to be guided or directed. It was that she was making sense based on what they were seeing so um it was just really interesting her take on things and her the bible verses she was bringing up like and how it related to some of the shit that was happening as if you know this was the end times just for and and not to say that they didn't you know open up hell or whatever the case is right but the army came and saved everything and it was like done So, <laughs> um. Nevertheless, it's really interesting. And that lady, she's like probably one of my I think I need to do a list of like my top like five or ten Stephen King villains because she's totally fucking on it. Miss Carmody is fucking nuts. The bitch is nuts. Um But yeah, you know, overall again, this is one of my favorites. One like in my top five Stephen King films, it also has one of my top ten favorite horror movie kills. And one of my top five favorite horror movie endings um so it's 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 a, like an ultimate fucking dream for me, and like the ending of this movie and one it's different from the book, but the ending of this movie is pure dread, like yo they so they drive around i'm just, I'm just gonna spoiler alert um they drive around um it's like four people uh five people technically because there's like the guy the main guy this woman that they met and this old couple in the backseat and his son and they drive for you know at least maybe a state away or something and all they see is like this mist and this fog and these crazy ass creatures and they finally come across the thing that i mentioned before like the big giant white like fucking deer or whatever the fuck it is um and after that they're just like okay uh what's the point of this shit like so they decide to kill themselves but there's five people and four bullets so the man kills the old couple the lady and his son and gets out of the car you know to scream and yell and is crying about everything um and telling the monsters to come get him like you know fucking I'll, i'll take the the crazy death and then in comes the motherfucking army saving the day so he basically just killed his son and everybody for no reason minutes minutes before and it, it's it's oh it's heart fucking breaking like literally shattering shattering um so yeah um with that though you know i gave this movie four out of five stars um one for watchability it's fucking stephen king so duh right um, two for killer Fear Factor, because it was multiple monsters, and like there was like this one of the scariest outside of the big tentacle thing that we don't never that we don't fully get a chance to see is like these spider things oh like i'm i at at this age in this point of my life, my arachnophobia isn't as intense as it was growing up, but it was pretty intense at some point for me, so it's like um. These otherworldly kind of fucking spiders were a whole other thing, and like, I just I couldn't I I could not man. <laughs> um, the other one that I gave it is um story creativity because of course it's Stephen King, and then the last one that I gave it is a uh, kill count because it's it's kind of almost an unknowable number, but even from what we saw, it it got some fucking work done like this mist these monsters did a nice little fucking number on everything um so yeah definitely check out the mist if you have not um it's again just a overall really really good movie shout out to stephen king really quick too as an inspiration um thank you so much for all the work that you have done and continue to do it is truly truly appreciate it um thank you guys so much for listening that was my top five Stephen king films and my miss the miss review um definitely follow the instagram page for the pod man of horror underscore podcast and don't forget to like rate subscribe and our comment and until next time stay spooky folks peace